0: We are in part three, and this is the final part of a series called Come Holy Spirit. Um, My heart in this series has been to give a a discussion on different phenomena that have occurred in Scripture throughout history and in the present day when the Holy Spirit um, shows up (laughs) in an individual's life or in a community. and. um, the first week, um, if you haven't listened to that, please do. I did a lot of just biblical uh, grounding in different types of manifestations and phenomena that occur uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon certain people. Um, last week uh, was fun because we went through more of church history. So over the past 2,000 years God's still been showing up like He was doing in the Bible. Um, it's incredible. and, uh, and today the um, We're going to talk a little bit about more recent uh, moves of God, but really uh, um, there's two main things, not five, two main things I want to do today. Uh, One is give some pastoral uh, uh, voice and advice to how to really... respond when the Holy Spirit's showing up. There's a couple of uh, issues and assumptions that people make when they see certain manifestations. So um, I wanna address those things. The second thing I wanna do is really uh, forecast what God is doing across the globe. Not only now, but in the coming days. Uh, Friends, we must learn from Scripture and from history to position ourselves to receive from God how He wants to move today and how he wants to move tomorrow. Amen. So, um, first part, two main uh, uh, assumptions I want to address tonight. Um, A number of different things can happen when the Holy Spirit starts showing up. People shaking, people falling, people laughing um, uncontrollably, people... uh, um, um, you name it, speaking in tongues, there's a drunkenness in the spirit. I've gone through all of them over the past couple of weeks. Um, but a couple of things um, that I want to focus on happen tonight, uh, happen when, when people see that. Number one, um, sometimes it's easy to assume um, that we see a manifestation of the spirit that's abnormal to us or unfamiliar. And the assumption in our mind is um, that can't be God. Um, and the second one is that uh, we, we see a manifestation occurring in a certain individual, um, and it's not happening to us, so our assumption sometimes is that I'm not as spiritual as that person, or I'm not as spirit-filled as that person, or I'm not as, as, as close with God as that person who's shaking or falling, or whatever it may be. Um, both of those assumptions are false, um, and I want to bring correction to them tonight for, um, for our benefit. So that first one, this can't be God. Friends, I, my heart tonight is to let us be slow to judge. There are a, bit, a number of things have happened in this church. Um, perhaps you've witnessed it. Again, people shaking when they receive prayer. People falling down on the ground. Um, 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 people laughing uh, uncontrollably. Um, a number of things; these things happen, and when we're unfamiliar with it, it's really easy to quickly judge it. Um, I grew up in an Episcopal background, a very high liturgical setting, where it was a very structured service, um, very traditional. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and I still do. I love going to uh, Episcopal, Anglican, Catholic churches, and I s- so... Uh, greatly value the richness of the tradition of the liturgy that's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, and I and I want to I, I encounter the Lord um, in those settings. Um, however, it was never never happened <laughs> for me growing up to see these types of manifestations I have described happening in any type of church setting. Um, and um, in fact, if there was any discussion about it between me and any others, it was. Uh, criticizing Benny Hinn videos where various things such as these were happening, um, which I regret because God's really doing something in those meetings. So we come into this new environment and we see the shaking, we see the jerking, we see someone fall on the ground, and, and we can be quick to judge that that's not God. Friends, let us be slow to judge in that moment. This very thing happened in 1994. The Toronto Blessing at Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship under the leadership of John and Carol Arnott. Bob Jones, a prophet, had prophesied 10 years prior about God showing up in the way he did in 1994. And he predicted the the amount of time. It will come in 10 years. And when it hit... Um, Because people paid attention to the prophetic voice from before, um, they were able to steward this move of God. Shaking, falling, crying, laughing, prophetic ministry, um, animal sounds coming out of certain people. um, And the assumption, especially with that last one, was that this is not God. And people sharply criticized the entire move of of God that was happening because of particular manifestations that they did not agree with, that they did not understand. Um, And I just want to honor John and Carol Arnott who led that church that had the wisdom and the discernment to when they were witnessing things that they had never seen before, that they could sit back and say, Lord, what are you doing? Because what they recognize is that lives were being transformed. That people got up from such experiences and their hearts were renewed in love for Jesus. Friends, if the Holy Spirit comes up, it comes and he encounters someone in a way that is bizarre to me. I don't want to spend my time focusing on the, 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 un, the bizarreness if you will of that manifestation as much as the excitement about the fruit that it's producing in that person's life and we want to honor God in what he's doing by looking at the fruit of these moves um, this requires humility because what happened in Toronto as um, the Holy Spirit started to pour out and these manifestations, these, some of them bizarre, started to occur, um, again, sharp arrows of criticism went from all over the body of Christ. Um, you can still, unfortunately, find a lot of negative words spoken about that renewal. But friends, um, you read, you listen to testimonies, um, and you, you hear about lives being transformed for the Lord. Um, my, um, my favorite missionary slash speaker, um, present day, is Heidi Baker. And many of us in here are familiar with her, that uh, she and her husband went to Mozambique, s- struggled to get some churches off of the ground, um, went with the word of the Lord with $30 in their pocket and nothing else. And, uh, and they're in in, in one of the most, one of the poorest nations in the world, And they're struggling, and there's gunfire happening (laughs) on a very frequent basis where they're staying. And Heidi Baker, I love how she describes this experience, is that she said, God, I don't want to be a missionary anymore. I want to work at Kmart. (laughs) Um, But she goes to this uh, outpouring in Toronto in the 90s, um, and and she describes it in her books and her testimonies, which you can easily find anywhere, so I won't go into the details. Um, But Randy Clark is prophesying and praying over her. She encounters the Lord in a way that she is unable to move for seven days straight. Her husband is wheeling her around in a wheelchair because she is so overcome with the power and the presence of God. Friends, this is a woman who got her Ph.D. in systematic theology from King's College. And you hear her story, and the Lord had encountered her in, in supernatural ways before her Ph.D. and during that time. Um, it's incredible. But friends, this, um, this, this woman is intelligent. This woman is studied. This woman has, has, um, has done, her, done her homework. Um, and, and she's been on the mission field being burned out. And then the Lord encounters her, and she says in her own words, um, that I learned more about the love of God in that seven days than I did in my whole studies of my Ph.D., Now, she also says that that time was not wasted, that the Lord was doing things through her Ph.D. study that was very important. Um, But there was something so significant happening within that seven days um, where she was encountering the Lord. Friends, many of us know today that Heidi Baker um, has started thousands of churches across Africa. Um, Many people are coming to the Lord. They are taking orphans out of babies and children out of garbage dumps and bringing these children into homes, loving them into the kingdom of God, preaching the gospel, casting out demons, healing the sick, and doing the works of the Holy Spirit. Um, Friends, she attributes the um, the growth of that experience to that encounter that she had in Toronto. Uh, We have got to learn to examine the fruit and to rejoice in the fruit of what God is doing. Um, Now, John Arnott um, has a great book, uh, The Father's Blessing, where he describes this experience that was happening in, in Toronto. And the fruit of that still continues to this day. Um, but um, he describes what's happening, gives a biblical basis for the manifestations. But he, he himself is acknowledging that some of the things that are happening that are bizarre um, that uh, are not all 100% the Holy Spirit that some people are coming in and there's a bit of, of flesh or exaggeration going on. Um, um, and he's, 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 he's not ashamed to acknowledge that. Um, and friends, and I believe that same thing. I think that in a, in a setting that some of it um, is, is, could be a number of things. Um, but I don't want to be quick to judge it. And I just want to qualify something I mentioned last week. Um, Mike Bickle, as I as I quoted last week, has uh, has publicly said um, more than once that he's been in various renewal meetings, was completely supportive of what was happening in Toronto as far as uh, the the move of the Holy Spirit happening there. Um, but he he quoted um, what may have seemed like a rather high number that 80% is is exaggerated or fake, but that he ign- he. Um, He's not afraid of that, because the 20% is real. Um, I want to qualify that statement, because some, of, some people didn't really think much of it. Others, have, have um, uh, that has sounded very high. And I confess, when I heard that, that, was, that seemed like a really high number. Um, my point was not to put a percentage on it. My point in making that statement, and Mike Bickle's point in making that statement, is that um, a number of things are happening up front. Um, sometimes. People look at someone who's manifesting and they want to feel included. So they think that they have to laugh or shake or fall in order to be spiritual, in order to encounter the Lord. Um, You don't have to do that. Nobody has to do that. But if the Lord's touching you in that way, be open and receive it. That's my point. That's his point. Um, And I want to emphasize, too, that that's um, one man's perspective, friends. Um, John Arnott actually gives a very different perspective. And I want to read from him his book on page 137 where he says, Most people would agree that the phenomena we see have only three possible origins, either demonic, the flesh, or the Holy Spirit. Our experience has been that the manifestations of the flesh and the demonic are actually rare, though they tend to get all the attention by far the majority of the manifestations in our meetings are the results of the Holy Spirit interacting with the person, body, soul, and spirit. We need to create an atmosphere that welcomes the Holy Spirit and allows Him to do whatever work He wants to do." So, um, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I encourage you to go listen to John Arnott, to listen to Mike Bickle, get the different perspectives. But I can assure you that both of these men have fought and stood for the work and the move of the Holy Spirit for decades. Um, and both of them honor it. Um, my heart is not to assign a percentage of what's fake and what's real, it's to acknowledge that some is genuinely happening and some is exaggerated. Um, and and at this church, we're okay with that um, because we see so much fruit of the genuine. Yeah. Um, my personal experience is that. I, I, I believe that the majority of the individuals that I've interacted with in this community that are experiencing the Lord in a unique way, that something is genuinely happening. Um, and um, I'm not walking around being the police of what's fake and what's real. I am saying, Lord, how do you want to touch this person right now? And I want to see what fruit that produces in their lives. OK? So um, I hope that's clear. Um, but, um, another assumption is that if that, if someone is manifesting and shaking and falling, that, uh, that they're more spiritual than I am friends, that is not the, that is not necessarily the case. It might be, <laughs> they might love God more than you do, you know? but let's not get into that kind of comparing. God is, is touching that person in a, in a unique way. And, and I don't want to take that to assume that they are more or less spiritual than I am. Um, and so, for example, I sometimes will be in a prayer line. Um, and we've got a number of different people praying up front um, for, for individuals. And um, so you've got a couple of prayer leaders over here that are praying. Everything seems really calm and collected. And then the person praying over here is praying for people. And people are falling down. People are shaking. You know? And so they're running to that prayer line. <laughs> um, and friends, uh, um, it's okay to want to experience the Lord, but, but don't, don't judge that uh, God's not moving in this calm and collected area in the same way that He's moving in the shaking and falling area. He may be meeting those individuals in the calm line and in a way that they need a refreshing of peace. Friends, our, our lives are so loud and busy sometimes, sometimes. We just need God to breathe and calm us down. And I want us to be able to be free to receive in that way if that's what he has for us in that moment. Other times, we need to get shaken up a little bit. Um, and, and, and that's okay too. Um, I have had powerful encounters um, when I've fallen down and, and, and been shaking. Um, sometimes I just am experiencing the presence of the Lord. I'm on the ground for a little while. Um, still there. <laughs> but God is doing something where he's refreshing and newing, renewing my heart through that experience. Other times the Lord meets me in a way that just allows me to relax and sit down. <laughs> Um, And both are perfectly legitimate. So what I don't want us to do is get into comparing. Because when we start comparing ourselves to one another, um, that's where the flesh gets in really easily. We either start judging the person as they are, um, that can't be God, or we say they're more spiritual than I am. God must not love me. And the spirit of condemnation sets in. Friends, none of that. Amen. So, let's go into some forecasting for what the Lord wants to do. And then I want to pray over us. Friends, God is releasing in the earth an outpouring like we've never seen before. God has been highlighting Revelation chapter 7 me very frequently, where John goes into a vision, and in the context of great trouble and shaking in the earth, that an incredible harvest of souls from every tribe and nation and tongue is reaped. And we are beginning to see that in our day. I love hearing the testimonies of of the Heidi Bakers, of the the Todd Bentleys that are seeing uh, multitudes of Muslims and Um, an atheist come to the Lord um, in ways of incredible power. Paul said, I did not come with human words, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. This harvest that God is bringing in, um, friends, it is going to require us to be really open and sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, my heart is that in our community and in our nation, the church in our nation, that we are being welcoming (laughs) to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Incredible number of souls came into the kingdom um, during Toronto, during the charismatic renewal, during these revivals of the past. Um, And God wants to increase and multiply that very thing. And as we've seen throughout history, that sometimes God... Um, When he shows up, things that we don't expect begin to happen. And that's why I took time to pastor this, because we want to be slow to judge and say, God, what are you doing right here? Joel prophesies, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and they shall prophesy. And friends, I'm telling you that when revival hits, um, revival is glory, and revival is stigma. that each of these moves of God that have happened in the past that we've described um, have very often been sharply criticized within the the body of Christ. Um, And it takes humility. It's going to take humility if we're experiencing the revival to bless those that are are criticizing. It's going to take humility if we're seeing a bizarre manifestation and being quick to judge it um, and, and to say with humility, God, I don't understand, but Lord, if this is you, keep going. Okay? I had an encounter um, with the Lord back in 2009, John and Tracy's house, in their living room, which I've mentioned here actually recently, but I want to go into a bit of that again. I am uh, in their little prayer room, in their living room, their side living room, their den, Same worship album every single Saturday. (laughs) Same six CDs cycling through that six CD changer. Do they even make those anymore? Um. (laughs) Uh, um. And you know we're packing out that little den at this point. When I first started coming, there was like five people in there, and then you know within just a couple of months, it's just people are sitting on the floor. I'm sitting in my nice comfy chair. and and I just start uh, experiencing the presence of the Lord, start closing my eyes, and I start seeing a vision. I don't want to go too much into the details of that vision, but it had to do, um, in, brief, in short, with gathering in souls, um, with telling people of the goodness of God and, and the, the life-giving waters of the Holy Spirit. Um, but I'm... In this vision, for about an hour, which up to that point I'd never um, seen a vision for that amount of time before, I am in. I am so focused on what's happening there with this vision, what um, th- the way the Lord's encountering me, uh, that someone is actually asking me for a piece of paper uh, multiple times, and I didn't even. I didn't hear it. I was not aware. Um, I think I heard her one time. Um, and, uh, and there was actually concern that I was going into some kind of, of uh, seizure. <laughs> and so I am, uh, uh, John and Tracy are back in the prophecy rooms at the time. Um, a guy's carrying me out into the living room. I can't get up. <laughs> um, they pick me up, and I'm shaking as they take me back into the living room. Um, fully willing and ready to take me to the hospital. Um, but, uh, but as Tracy is sitting me down and asking me questions of what I'm experiencing, she, she just, uh, with wisdom and discernment, says, I don't, I don't think you were experiencing a, a seizure. I think you were going into a trance. Um, and so, I mean, my mom is on. They're calling my mom on the phone. <laughs> we think your son's having a seizure. Should we take him to the hospital? And my mother is saying... My son has never had seizures. I think he's just having some kind of spiritual experience. <laughs> Mom, save the day. <laughs> you know? So I go into the back room um, with John and Tracy and a couple of others. And, uh, and Tracy prays over me again. Holy Spirit, if you're doing something in Matthew, we just invite you to continue. Immediately, I'm going back um, into this experience. And um, physically what's happening is I, um, I'm closing my eyes and I, I'm losing physical mobility. And I start experiencing the presence of the Lord in my spirit in a very powerful way. John Eckert, I ask him to start reading through the book of Revelation. Um, just it dropped in my mind, in my heart um, to do that. Um, and as he's reading it over me, I start experiencing and sensing uh, the Lord's heart through those words in the book of Revelation very powerfully and very deeply. There are points in this experience that happens over the next hour of, uh, of intense levels of groaning, of crying, of prophetic declaration of what the Lord's going to do. Um, and and, and uh, it's always kind of a difficult experience for me to talk about. Because what God did in that moment, and it was more about what I felt than what I saw, but the, the reality of, of the trouble and the shaking that is coming. But the, but the power and the desire of God to reap in a harvest at that time. In the context of shaking... God is bringing in a harvest of souls, and they will be looking for places for hope, for wisdom, for discernment as to what is happening in that hour. Friends, this experience was very new to me. I had never had any kind of encounter like that, and since then, it's been one of the most powerful encounters with the Lord I've ever had. What I gained through that experience is that there is a, there is, God wants a harvest and that He wants to move in power. Friends, we want to create an atmosphere that is open and welcoming to the Holy Spirit. We, we do a lot of training here in the gifts of the Spirit, um, in the prophetic, and we, we are going to continue to do those things. Um, but, friends, my heart tonight, and as we pray, is to just open our hearts to, Lord, we want you to do what you want to do. Uh, Let's stand. Tracy? Anything you want to add tonight? No. I would actually like to have Mallory and Asa up if you don't mind and worship over us. I want to do some impartation tonight. My heart is that we are radically pursuing the love of God but earnestly desiring the spiritual gifts and the move of the Holy Spirit, especially the prophetic because the prophetic ministry edifies, it builds up the church powerfully and it forecasts what God is going to do in the future, and it prepares us to receive it. Um, So really the heart to pray tonight is, Lord, we want the Holy Spirit to show up. And I want to open my heart tonight to receive you in the way that you want to show up, okay? Um, So what I saw as we were worshiping earlier, This was not my original plan, but to have a line, everyone stand up in a line that wants to receive some prayer and impartation for greater hunger for the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy as we pursue love, of course, Um, and to say, God, I want a willing spirit to move for you to to be open to move how you want to move in my life, in my church and across the world. So if you'd like to receive a laying on of hands for that impartation, I want you to come up, stand up side by side, not in a straight line. Um, Leave some room right here. So everyone just kind of come up shoulder to shoulder. And I would like um, John and Tracy, Jeff, And we're just gonna come along, we're gonna lay hands on you. Um, and we're gonna let the Lord do what he wants to do. So let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the earth right now. We thank you, Father, for the move of the Holy Spirit. We want open hearts to receive you, God. Give us a willing spirit, Lord, that God, we set our hearts tonight to be slow to judge, Lord, we do ask for wisdom and discernment as to what you're doing. But Lord, our heart is that you would come and that we would receive you as you desire. Lord, put a zeal and a hunger for the move of the spirit. As we radically pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the prophetic. Lord, I pray over every person right now to have an increase in the prophetic. Sharper prophetic accuracy. Dreams, visions, encounters with God. Lord, release your spirit over them. Open their minds, open their eyes to see the glory and the beauty of Jesus. Amen.